everybody, and welcome to the Kingdom Builders podcast. I am one of your hosts. I'm Kim. I'm joined by uh, Christine, another one of our Kingdom Builder leaders. I want to say hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. And then also, we have, uh, for some reason, I couldn't count for just one second. We have five of our other Kingdom Builders with us today. Um, we have Teresa, we have Dottie, we have Amanda, we have Irene, and we have uh, Jason in the background, <laughs> who's <laughs> a little under the weather, so he won't be participating today. Yes. But welcome, everybody. We are so happy to have you on with us. Um, we're happy to have you guys listening, all of you out there in the podcast world, um, I think today we're going to have some, I think this is going to be a great episode. This is a, we decided to do a Q and a, um, so we had a lot of questions submitted and we'll just go through some of them. Um, and we'll all be here to answer best thing. I have to say, Chris said this before we started to record, but it is just so very true. And so I want to say it publicly. <laughs> do you want to say this, Chris? Uh, is sure. that what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I do. Okay. You know, I was saying, you know, this is Q and a, and that doesn't mean, um, just all the kingdom builders, um, ask the questions and then the kingdom builder gurus answer the questions because we don't have kingdom builder gurus. So even though we are leading, that does not mean that we are all knowing and all powerful. So, yes. um, everybody should contribute. If you have something that the Lord has put on your heart, you're like, Hey, I've had some experience in this. I could speak to that, please do, because that's what it's about is walking arm in arm. So we really feel like um, we want to take everyone off of the pedestal and really just raise Yeshua and of course, Father um, onto the pedestals, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, we would love to start with questions from those who are joining us today. So um, if you are on here and you have a question in your heart or your mind, please go ahead and ask that question. And I know Dottie, even though we can't see her face right now and she is walking, she had a great question. Um, would you like to start? There's her sure, since, face. I, since I cannot... Um go away from my house because the Wi-Fi Okay, can you speak a little closer to your phone perhaps? Okay, can you hear me better? A I little bit you, better. You took out your earphone and it might have had your mic on it. Oh I have it here. Oh, there. We can, can hear that. Now? I'll hold one and have the other one in my great. Perfect. So I've prayed for my finger he and uh asked for complete forgiveness for, from people i've i've forgiven everybody and everything that was involved and i've sought the lord and i've gone to the courts of heaven and i don't know what's stopping me and ask god to help my unbelief and also praying for uh a dental issue so i don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars and have dental implant stuff that's uh, bone stem cell stuff and so i my question is 
how do I be unbelief or what could be hindering the um the lack of healing? That's good. <laughs> well, I know that um you and I have talked about this some Dottie in the past, and we have gone through a lot of this stuff together, actually. Um but I, I do want to bring up some things that the Lord has shown me because, you know, I'm dealing with similar things, uh, not, not a finger issue or anything, but I am dealing with health issues and I feel like I continually deal with health issues. And if it's not one thing, the next day, it's another thing. And, um, there are so many people who have tried giving me advice and, I have pretty much taken every word of advice that I've received um, just because I have been pretty desperate for healing all of this time. Um, but the Lord has shown me a few things uh, that has to do with this. And this does not mean I'm an expert by any means, um, but there are different things that can be hindering. One, it could be that this is something like in my life, one of the things that he's shown me is that I don't depend on other people unless I'm having these sort of issues. Um, I really, I have a tendency to walk everything by myself and think that I can do everything in the spirit and all of that. And it's only in my time of weakness that I know that I need other people to help me um, through things in my relationship with the Lord, like healing. And so that has been huge for me. Um, another thing is there are sometimes um, spirits that are involved that have to do with us and sometimes don't have to do with us. So when I say that, I mean, I have had all sorts of attack that has come through helping other people. Okay. So when I'm helping someone else, maybe I do something that is opening the door and maybe it's just that I'm helping in the little spirit thinks that, Oh, this is a good opportunity to jump on over there. And so that has been a hindrance to me. And so I have to be able to figure that out. And so that only takes seeking and sometimes other people helping. And so Kim knows this about me because she walks this journey very closely with me and seems to always probably be, a, I would guess she'd be annoyed with this by now because it's like all the time when I'm going, can you please tell me? And so <laughs> she's having to see these things a lot too, but there are times when I do all the seeking I can, I do all the repenting I can, I, I try to figure out anything I've missed in the natural, in the spirit, in the mind, you know, and I need other people to help me through that. And sometimes it will be things from way back that I don't even know as a problem um, that is keeping an open door for me. And so I just want to say sometimes it's about that. And there are other times when it's really the Lord wanting to give you a great testimony that will help change other people's lives. That has happened to me where, I mean, I went years and years and years and years with terrible back problems. I mean, awful back problems that I had tons of people since I was in high school, all the way into my late thirties 
where I had people praying for me for healing. And I had like full faith, you know, I'm believing hardcore for the healing. I know he can heal because he's used me to heal other people. And I was like, I don't understand. Am I not believing enough? And I kept thinking everything was about me. Like I'm not doing enough. Um, and really the Lord showed me later on. In fact, Jason won't probably hear this. I don't know if he's actually listening or not, but he said something to me one time and he said, Christine, God never wastes your pain. And that changed everything for me. And it was true because then finally there was a time where he brought me healing and all those years were worth something because it helped change so many people's lives, literally thousands of people's lives. And I never would have guessed that because I felt completely worthless. You know, I was bedridden. I wasn't able to minister anymore. And I thought everything was over. And I really thought, I'm no use to the kingdom. But God had a different plan. And he elongated my pain to help more people. And I'm happy for the pain now. I'm happy to go through that. Because I know what that brought. And sometimes it's not always about you not doing the right thing. Not only sometimes, I would say it's 100% of the time it's not about you doing the right thing because everything was already paid for. Everything. There isn't anything we can do to be good enough to get healed. And so I just, I wanted to tell you that because I feel like that's what I've had to learn over the years. And it's not an easy lesson and it continues to be a hard lesson. <laughs> I admit every day it's still hard, um, but it's always worth it. So anyway, I didn't mean to go into a big crying thing for the answer. <laughs> that was amazing. And which were the, who were the thousands of people? Were they from your high school or from where? Nope. Actually, uh, Eventually, the Lord used a nutritional supplement to help me. Um, I'm sure, actually, you know about it, Zeal. And um, even before I started, like I was praying about if I should even try that because I tried so many things. And the Lord told me that my story would change thousands of people's lives. And I was like, what story? Like, I don't, <laughs> at that point, I didn't have a story yet, you know? And um, sure enough, that brought my healing. And I was asked to go up on stage at a huge conference with thousands of people and give my story. And I did. And I had tons of people who then used that story to help other people with my same problem. And that was worth everything because I never wanted people to deal with what I went through. And so, yeah, that's how, <laughs> and probably still is helping, you know, but I, I don't know. It was powerful to see that God really showed me even, you know, I could just believe him, but he showed it to me and that was 
even more special to me. Yeah. So by the way, I graduated in a class of 57. <laughs> I'm just, I'm saying there could have been thousands. <laughs> Mine was a class. I understand. <laughs> a class of 57, not the class of 57. Yeah, that's true. Yes, I realized that. I thought she was teasing at first, and I realized, no, I had 64 students in my class. Wow. <laughs> cool. Well, does anyone else have anything to contribute to um, Dottie's question about healing? I don't really, but I do want to say this, Dottie. I heard you say it a couple times, and I just want to encourage you that when you say you have been dealing with your unbelief with the Lord, um, I think language is powerful. And if you have been dealing with it, I think at some point you need to make it not yours anymore. And even if it doesn't bring the healing, because I don't have a word from the Lord that that's what's going to bring your healing. Um, I think it will open up a lot of other things for you to turn that over and not have it be your unbelief anymore. I was just adding that to a list of, you know, I really would love to have healing so I could go back to the two dentists, the endodontists, the oral surgeons. Everyone that's seen this, look at my God, because I know I don't regret going to the original oral surgeon who had several issues that I had to go back to him for because I led him to the Lord. He said he was told he would go to hell if, if, if he lied and all these other things when he was growing up. And so I got to give them a little kid's lesson, you know, and he loves me, the Daisy lesson. And then I got to minister to him again and, and people in his office and I said, I gave you the full thing, but I wanted to give you the shortened lesson because it had how to become, you know, how to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, forgiveness of sins, and just wanted him to have that clarity. And um, super nice guy, great heart. Um, this other guy doesn't seem to have the bedside manner. He's like, boom, 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 boom. Whereas the other guy gives discounts and helps out with, you know, children in other countries and stuff and has that, you know, the ministry on his wall. Um, I he needs the Lord too. So if God's leading me to go there because the bone graft material, I'm not sure about. It's scary. Um, the stem cell stuff, if I really want to have that in my mouth and have it swell up by day five and then go back down, it started making me look at, look at that. So I'm, I'm checking out, you know, for this week, but I, I would love to give a ministry. Uh, um, just go and look what the Lord's done. Look what God's done. And this is my God and he can heal you too. And, and, and I'm remembering um, two times where I prayed for somebody, well, I prayed for people all the time, but I never really see any instant miracles. And when I was supposed to go to a family reunion at the same time as um, going to a Columbia or wherever it was for a mission trip, I really wanted to go on a mission trip because I knew I would see signs, miracles, and wonders. And my dad wanted me, no, you're, you can go there anytime. Come with us to our family reunion. So I said, God, show me. And within one week, two weeks later, within one week, I found out that someone that I prayed for at six months before at a, um, at a food service place for anyway that we qualified for, 
she came to a neighbor's garage sale I never would have even gone to. And she was a maid, a housekeeper. And she said, you prayed for me. And her name was Elizabeth. And she had a heart condition. And God's, God healed her heart after I prayed for her at Up Center. And, and then I got a text or an email from someone who said that their son, who I tutored all the time, said last night, I, you know, you realize I haven't had to go get my warts um, burned off my fingers, knuckles, elbows, and knees like he used to. And she he said that you prayed for him six months or last year. And uh, that they went away in two weeks and never returned after two years of going monthly. And that built my faith. But then I switched to a different church and my faith kind of started fizzling out for, you know, because I don't see things and hear things. And I, I do believe God placed me in this church. But all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, OK, I want it. I want it. What can be holding me back? And so. um I'm just, I'm trying to just stay in firm in belief that I'm going to be healed, yes. that I am healed, but that it's going to manifest. But thank you for changing my words. I need to be aware. You know, I want to say something to that. Um, it, I do not in any way mean that you need to leave the church that you're at. You know, if the Lord leads you there, be there. Um, but in your daily life, I would be really intentional to ask God to see miracles, to even if he just brings you people to heal, whatever it is, um, maybe there's somebody who you can heal, you can resurrect, something like that, that can come around that will build your faith so that that becomes normal again. Because I think I've seen, I think it was, okay, I was serving in a United Methodist church one time and, you know, I don't know if anyone has ever been in the United Methodist Church, but generally, not every church like us, but generally, they're definitely not into any signs, wonders, miracles, anything like that. Okay. So walking in the spiritual gifts is not really considered normal. Um, but I was leading a youth group. And one of the things that I wanted to do, all of these kids had grown up in that specific church. And so I wanted to take them to all sorts of different churches just to show them like, what is it like? So let's go to one that's way more traditional. And then let's go to one that's way more charismatic. And let's go to a black church and, you know, all these different things to try to really open their mind to what exists. And I remember um, one of the churches we went to was this little four square church. It was pretty small. I mean, probably, I don't know, 30 people or something. And we went, but one of the things that they did was they had a practice of standing up and celebrating what the Lord has done. Okay. So like they would just say, okay, does anyone have any praises? So they would get up and share something. Well, what happened is I noticed myself, my faith just kept rising each time, just like I'm now believing for more all of a sudden, even though it's just been this little 15 minute thing, each time someone would say something, I would get more excited about what God could do. And I realized the power of positive fellowship, I guess, and of having a faith community, like it doesn't matter if it's someone that you, if you go to a church that's like this, but if you have people around you that you can get excited about and, you know, share these things with, then it's easy to believe for that all the time. And I've noticed now 
that's such a normal part of my life that it's not weird to have healings or resurrections or anything like that, where before I would be like, wow, what if one day I could actually resurrect somebody? And now it's just like, oh yeah, I did that yesterday and it was good. And you know, (laughs) it's just one of these things that's so normal now. And I think if we can make it normal, ask God to make it normal in your life again. Like just, I I want to be around just God, please help me heal people or whatever. So then your faith is increased as that happens. And if you want to just, this is a great place, the kingdom builders group, everybody here is looking to do that stuff. And so you can, we can all encourage each other, just put a little message out to us and we'll post it on there about a praise. I think that would be awesome to let this be a place of really good community like that, because I have some things that I could talk about in the last couple of weeks. And so I'm sure everybody has some of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Therese is great about sending me her praises during the week. And so she, you wouldn't believe what God did. She does that a lot. And I love it. So that's awesome. I'd like to add something on this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just finished this book last night I've been reading and it is an account of this group of people. It was like in the late 1800s, Um, but they were all people who walked in, I would say what would be a higher truth. So they were able, they were just every day of their life. They're like four or five, 600 years old living in these communities Um, manifesting their own food every day. They're traveling without having to walk or use a horse to go anywhere, just immediate traveling, the kind of stuff that we consider mysteries. And at the end of the book, I was reading it last night, and this just struck me to be such truth. And so I would encourage you to test it with the Lord as well. But one of them was talking about how people look at this and look at the things that we do as being some of the mysteries, but what we've learned is to start living at a higher level of consciousness. So this consciousness of these things that are happening and that are possible. And so once you start living on this plane, then they just become normal life. And so they're just now living in this area of power and works and things that are happening which is really what we were intended to be operating in. But in this world, we've all been lowered to this other level and we just all operate here and we think, oh, this is a mystery or this is a miracle. But if we get to the place with the Lord where we can work with him to have our consciousness raised to that point where we know this is normal, then we're going to start seeing it. Other people are going to look at us and think we're we're weird, right? They're going to go, oh my gosh, there are all of these miracles and signs and wonders happening. We'll go, no, that's just normal life. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm. Yay. Amen. All right. Do you guys have any other questions? Please post the name of the book in the chat. Okay. I need to find it. I'll do it or I'll send, I'll, I can post it in kingdom builders too. Um, if I don't get to it during the, the podcast. Okay. Sounds good. So any other questions? 
Okay, well, we have a list of questions if you guys don't have any more questions. Um, Kim, did you get that list? Do you have any picked out that you want want to do? I loved this question. And so I am gonna, I wanna do this one. Okay. <clears throat> Someone asked, is the world trying to hide the creation of God? So you liked it. Why I don't do you like talk it. about I, it? <laughs> I want to know what you have to say too. I would like to know what everyone has to say about it. I feel like I have all of these opinions that just immediately rise up in me, but I would love to know what everyone else thinks about it. I, I think the better question is, is the world trying to hide the power of creation of God? And I would say, absolutely. I think creation is everywhere around us. If again, here's another thing about consciousness. If we're conscious that everything around us is created and part of creation, um, then we're going to start seeing God in all of those things. And so there's nothing that can be hidden if we look at it that way, but Again, if we keep being pushed down to this lower level of, of consciousness of who we are and what that means, what it means to be created by the Father, um, then I think the power that comes with that creation gets stifled. But that's just kind of where I am. Obviously, I'm stuck on this consciousness thing. <laughs> it was actually very timely with this book because <clears throat> the last couple of weeks, this is what the Lord has been talking to me about all kinds of different self-consciousness, the one consciousness, like being one, mm -hmm. um, Christ consciousness. What does that look like? Love consciousness, these, all of these different concepts. And so this is very timely for me, but, um, I think it just all really ties in and it's very timely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. I know that well, you were talking about that and I was thinking of how, you know, we can talk to communicate. I don't know if I talk with words, but we can communicate with all of the creation around us. And for some reason, we have had this much lower way of thinking that we can only communicate with humans who speak English. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless you know some other language, then maybe you will be doing that. But um, the point is, we have really limited um, who we communicate with in this world. And there are not many people who are communicating with the spirits of creation. We, I mean, and I know I sound like I might be of a different religion or something because this is uh, most Christians are like, wait, they don't have spirits. You know, I don't know. People have said this about animals. I don't know how many people have said, no, dogs have souls, but they don't have spirits. Well, I beg to differ. I mean, I don't know where people came up with that, but that's nowhere in scripture, first of all. And second of all, if you engage in the heavenlies, you know, the animals are there. And so... <laughs> There are animals in the heavenly realms, so they obviously are spirit. I don't think just souls are in the heavenly realms. So I heard that too, and, they, and their grounds for it was he breathed his hue when he breathed into Adam. He breathed his spirit into Adam, but it didn't say he did that for animals. And that's where I've heard that too, and I've been curious too. So when he created with his words, what was he creating? 
I mean, this is, that's kind of goes back to the creation. I mean, this creation question, right? Um, is the world trying to hide his creation? I would say maybe not the world, but maybe, hmm, I don't know. I think that there are spirits at work who have been very deceived and who have tried to deceive humanity and who have tried to keep things from moving forward in creation. And the truth is, is that when God created with his spirit, his rock, his rock is spirit. It is breath. It is wind. That's what that word means. Okay. And so with those things, he created, right? If he spoke with his rock and, and created everything, then everything is spirit. Then the clouds, the land, the water, the trees, the animals, the everything is spirit. And so if that's true, then there's something that needs to happen with this world, with creation, that needs to come into the understanding that it is part of Yahweh. And sometimes that's, I believe, why, you know how there's a scripture that says all of creation is longing for the manifest sons of God to appear. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if all of, if the trees aren't spirit, we can probably, I don't know, are they soul? No, they're just physical. If they're just physical, how are they longing for the manifest sons of God to appear? But why are they even longing for the manifest sons of God to appear? They're not just longing for sons of God to appear. They're longing for the manifested sons. That means those who are actually walking in their identity of the spirit from heaven, who, are come to the, who have come to the earth. That's you and me, who are actually I, walking in our identity and able to minister to them. And what the Lord has shown, I would say us, but I can speak for myself. He's shown me that they have a redemptive purpose, mm -hmm. but they don't even know it. Most of creation doesn't even know that they have a redemptive purpose, but they do. And part of our job is to speak that into them and see them come into who they are in their identity. Trees, water, land, everything, like all of it has a purpose. And so we just have to be able to see it, call it out and help them and encourage them, which sounds so funny. Hey guys, let's go minister to the trees, but I've gone on a mission trip to minister to the trees before. That's just real. And <laughs> it was awesome too. And the coolest thing was seeing our kids start to learn what that's like and how to interact and how to hear and how to actually pay attention to who they are in the spirit. Like, Hey, did you know you can pay attention to who this tree is? And you can tell there are some trees that are like, get away from me. I don't want anything to do with you. And then there are other trees who are like, who are you be my friend. And so <laughs> it's just amazing to see how every, every part of creation is ready to be heard and seen by the right people. 
We just have to acknowledge it. And I think one of the things that I know the person who asked this question, I'm not going to say who it was, but Kim's like, who was it? <laughs> anyway, um, I know the person who asked this question and they were having a lot of, I guess, um, confusion about what really happened in creation and how was the world created and um, are, is the world trying to deceive everyone into thinking it was the big bang theory or, um, you know, is the world going, is it round? Is it flat? You know, this whole argument and um, all of these things, what's happening and is the world deceiving, trying to deceive people into not knowing about real creation? And I don't know what you guys think about that, but I, I think that it's kind of worked. <laughs> I mean, I, we even look back at Genesis and have sorts, lots of questions and discussion about, was there one creation? Was there two creations? Uh, how, how did this work? You know, what was happening? We talk about these things a lot and it's okay to not really understand um, without direct revelation from the father, because the truth is we're never going to know about any of it unless we have revelation, right? Mm -hmm. You guys, I talk too much and then nobody wants to talk after me. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. You're uh, funny. I have to say, I think from that lens, <clears throat> I've been kind of mulling this over a lot lately too. I don't know that the world itself is trying to hide the creation of God, but in its efforts to explain everything that happens in the world that happens in this realm, they have tried to explain away God. Like there's this whole argument, like it's science versus creation. Or, you know what I mean? Like people think that Christians are like against science and I'm just here to say I'm not. I think science is the vehicle by which we, we figure things out that are um, rules or principles or truths of creation and how Yahweh created this earth to work. And we call it science. We document it and we call it science. It's good because it's good for innovation. But when we try to take him out of it, we wind up with this lesser truth. You know what I mean? Here's a principle, but it doesn't quite work out. Why do things, why do things stay as theory? It's because they can't be proven, right? But if you would add the father back into it, I think we would see science take off and we would be in different places now um, if we would just allow him to be part of that process, I guess. Um, and I don't think science is, is an enemy. I think he allows us to know how things work. He gives us supernatural knowledge about how to create, how to innovate, um, how to figure things out, how things do work. So why, why are we pushing him out? I think that's what the world has done is has tried to keep him out of that, even though he's the biggest element in it. Isn't it funny how that's like exactly what has happened in religion? Mm -hmm. Like it's, 
it, it feels like the spirit of religion has overtaken science. <laughs> I mean, really, is it's like all of the laws and principles and structure and all of this without the whole point, without the relationship, without the the God, you know? Right. Anyway, it's interesting. How have we all fallen so deep into this? Actually, I know how. You know how it is? Everybody wants to be right. Really, that's what it's about. Everybody wants to be right. They want to prove they're right. That's what all of the division in the churches is about. What's the underlying spirit there? Spirit of religion. Oh, pride. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Something else that's new. This might have to be near the end of this part of the podcast. But you know how we've been seeing all of these three big spirits like coming out in the forefront with all of the pandemic and everything. It was fear, it was death, and it was division mm-hmm. just recently. And maybe I'm slow on the uptake. This is possible too. But just recently, the father opened my eyes that what lies underneath all of those things is the spirit of pride. And it has been really quiet, but that's what causes the division. That's what causes the fear. That's what is like fueling all of this to go forward. Wow. So maybe pray about that. But um, recently I've had my eye on that and it is, it is very intricately woven throughout most of the major world issues. I think perhaps it's majorly woven all throughout existence. I mean, ever since creation, everything kind of came down to pride. I mean, the whole reason that Eve even took a bite from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is to know as much as God, which is kind of a pride thing, right? It is. Everything is stemmed from that. You know, crucifying Christ, pride everything so perhaps that is one of our main enemies satan's falling pride pride Mm -hmm. comes before the fall (laughs) yeah huh yeah interesting well maybe that will be our bonus content is talking about pride Ooh, sound good anybody have anything else to add okay that was your last chance (laughs) Well, thank you guys for being on today. And as always, if you want to join in like they have, or even have some special one-on-one time or two-on-one time, I guess you should say, with our Kingdom Builder leaders, you guys can go to patreon.com slash kingdom builders and sign up as one of the patrons and they get to have great contributions and we get to walk with them, which is so special. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us. We love you very much. We'll see you later. Thank you. Love you all. Uh Bye. Bye. Bye.